Hello and welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I am your host, Tom. And on this most sorrowful of days where Grey Knight rules have been cast asunder one way and the other, I am joined at least by my two brilliant co-hosts tonight. Firstly, we have Nikos. How are you doing, Nikos? Hello, I'm Nikos. I like to party. He does like to party. He does like to party. He's bringing the energy. He's bringing the energy. Uh, I don't know why I am as well, to be honest. This is not me, and I'm not entirely sure I like it, so I'm probably <laughs> going to settle down. That's all right. And also, replacing our missing Orc player today, we have had to replace him with another Orc player, because we only have Orc players on this podcast. We are the Orc podcast, apparently. Uh, we're joined by Scriver. How are you doing, Scriver? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm just here with my mech workshop, because I'm that much of an Orc player. I have one. Mate. And it's got paint on I it. I mean, we all have mech workshops now, ever since that FAQ from last year where they said hey uh mech workshops uh, work with stompers so we all went out apart from nikos because he doesn't buy models from games workshop and bought, <laughs> and bought uh mech boy workshops and then they re-fq them again yeah. and ruined all of our dates so well, i would i would say john that you're not a real orc mech because a real orc mech would make their own mech workshop oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so mechy yeah that that's the thing i'm i'm one of these weirdos that actually quite mm. likes buying the, the kit as well i prefer buying the yeah. actual model at times although all my orc trucks are now goliath trucks because i was just like i want pretty looking trucks so although to be goliath. fair it, it is one of those where it's not really a kit because it's one of those kits where it's got like you know how when you have a sprue yeah. and you have bits that like pop into the bottom this has got one like every like every quarter of an inch and it's always really thick it's one of those, like chinese models right I don't think it is, but it yeah. I don't know where the print is. It's just, it's an awful mm-hmm. kit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's, nice, it's nice not great. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the news, um, unfortunately, because I have some very sad news uh, based upon my my poor beloved Grey Knight Codex. Um, we're also going to be talking about Thousand Suns, but nobody cares. And we're going to be doing a Build-A-Boss workshop based around what you did a few years ago, Nick, with the um, Build-A-Bear Demon Prince. And we're going to be doing that with Orc uh, War Bosses. Before we get into that, I want to see how you're all doing. So, chat, great to see you. How are you all doing? Let me know how you're doing in chat. Nikos, how are you doing this week? What have you been up to, dude? Uh, I'm pretty good, thank you. Uh, me and Scrivo are preparing for the Hellstorm event that we're both going to this Very weekend. Very good. In mm-hmm. Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Um, the first round draw is going up, which is pretty exciting. I know mm-hmm. I'm playing Tau. So oh, lovely. Been, <laughs> so I have been scheming meticulously behind the scenes, doing as much reconnaissance and information gathering on my opponent's army as possible, mm, and also yes. doing background checks on the player to try and find any sort of information <laughs> that I might be able to blackmail him with at the table. Did you, did you come to the conclusion, Nikos, after all your research, that he was going to try and shoot you? I, I did uncover. <laughs> Plot uh, twist. He might be attempting a hit, uh, which oh, I was able okay. to foil. But I did mm. uh, get my hands on his tax returns. So I'm oh, my word. And see what they have to say. Uh, uh, not again. Um, that's okay. my plan to win, uh, basically. Mm. Other than that, I might just try and uh, use my obsec on the objectives. That's uh, good. Yeah. That's good. What are you uh, taking to Hellstorm, mate? Uh, Necrons. So I have... Uh, the Necrons themselves. I have initiated Necron protocols. You're actually using those, my word. I am. Well, no, I, I, ironically, I'm not. I've, I have mixed detachments in my list, so I don't get the protocols because they're such a tiny little buff that very rarely irrelevant. What's the point mm-hmm. in building to get them when I can build a better list by mixing detachments and not having them? So the benefit of that is better than the protocols. Mm-hmm. So I've got a very small detachment of three heavy destroyers that are in single units and then a destroyer lord who's 
pretty shooty. So that's my like dedicated anti-tank and uh, mm-hmm. destroy lords pretty tasty, nice. I think as well. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest is like two twenties of warriors with a Katoon command barge, two chronomancers to give them a five plus invun, mm. uh, and reroll charges as well. And reroll charges, which could really be good. could be uh, really useful on grabbing objectives late game or mid game or whatever. Uh, then I have a reanimator backed up mm-hmm. uh, on the pointing at one of the Necron bricks. Nice. And I've got a ghost arc and then two doomsday arcs and then Very three good. wraiths. So, it's a lot of units. I like it. Yeah. So I, it's mainly focused on, you know, so there's one blob of the list, which is two ne- two blobs of Necrons with some support. Uh, Cat King Command Bars. They kind of hold a home objective and then push towards the middle and the other stuff kind of flies around. Uh, holding space or holding objectives because everything's obsec apart from the destroyers like that's that's probably the only reason Necron are doing okay I think uh, okay. with the all obsec thing because every list has it yeah I, yeah like I've, I've mixed mine slightly but pretty much everyone has it so mm. uh, yeah so... it's mainly focused on the obsec part mm-hmm. uh, I've not got loads of sh- anti well I don't know. I've, I've not played the list at all yet. I don't really know what to talk about. I think it's a good list. I'm going to see. Ah, you're good with Necrons, mate. You're, you're good with Necrons. So, going into the end, have you got like a goal, an aim you want to go for? You're trying to go three and two, four and one, two, um, one, two? I would, obviously, my aim is to win the event, but realistically, mm. I would like to go four, two. Uh, oh, it's six games. Right, it's a six game result. Yeah, six games. Oh, you sweaty yeah. boys. It's going to hurt. So I would like to <laughs> win, more, win more than I lose. That's mm. probably my personal aim. Oh, good luck with that, man. And have you played any other uh, tabletop war games this week at all? Done any painting, well, any of that? Because we have, because uh, there's an event this weekend, 40k, I've played mm-hmm. Mordheim in preparation. Very good, very good. To nice. really hone my narrative skills yep, yep. ahead of ahead of the competitive 40k event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took my Chaos towards last night to a multiplayer game, and they were rubbish. <laughs> and one of my guys tried to jump off a building because he realised... My pistol's not going to do much in this game. I'll try and jump down and shoot him up close. And he jumped off and died. Mm. Well, did you have a good time, though? That sounds like, yeah, there, like there are a few oh, stories in there that you can retell. And that's always the thing, mate. You never tell the stories of how you won a game. You tell the stories of the goofy shit that happened, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah, perfect. That's, that's what perfect. I'm all about. Yeah. Scrivo, I heard yeah. you're going to um, Hellstorm as well. I what am. are you taking, mate? And what's your first round matchup look like? I'm taking Dark Angels. Um, I took them a couple of weeks ago and misplayed a couple of rules at another event, but we won't talk about that. Um, it's quite a nice little... Um, I, you cheated. Unintentionally. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I put my hands up and I was like, I look, I looking back at the games, it wouldn't have made I forgot. We, I forgot. Difference. We don't normally have cheaters on yeah. this program, but we'll make an exception well, for you because you've got I, all I, the... Uh, I didn't cheat that yeah. well because I didn't even win. I only got third. So. You got to the top table. Oh, yeah. right. You're on the podium. Okay, dude. So. Okay. But yeah, it was all right. <laughs> but, um, basically, my list's kind of a threat overload list, I think, is the way I kind of try to attribute it. So I've got a blob of three attack bikes, got three land speeder tornadoes, which are las- uh, they've got multi melters and assault cannons. Then I've got mm-hmm. two bricks of blade guard veterans. Um, I've got five obsec bikes. So I've got a separate detachment mm-hmm. for that, so they can just go up and do stuff. A Talon Master to do that horrible going and just murdering things. And then Very good. three units of Intercessors. That is horrible. With Azrael mm-hmm. sat with them and Ezekiel. So I've got Ezekiel for the whole lots of really nice tricksy powers. Like he's got one where he can cause them to fight last. One that removes Obsec, and if they're doing an action, removes that if I beat their leadership. So I've got some cool things to kind of 
counterplay if someone sat on an objective and just go, nope, mm-hmm. you're not putting a banner on that. Stupid idiot. Mm-hmm. And it, it should be quite fun. Fair play. Um, I, mm-hmm. I've done all right with it in sort of test games. Like I played against my local mate that has Drakari and I, I lost by eight points. So I feel against mm-hmm. Drakari if I can kind of have that sort of a response to it, I, th- I think I'm doing all right. So. Mm-hmm. People said That's I'm a brilliant. bit quiet. I better turn myself up. But before we go into yeah, before we go into the next section, Scriv, I want to ask you about how you want to do and what your Ooh. first buyer trip looks like. I'll, I'll uh, just uh, talk to chat for a second while you saw your audio because yeah. apparently it's pretty quiet. Rob is is not here tonight. Uh, he was going to be doing one of the other bosses, but unfortunately the boss was uh, one of the mock bosses and very sneaky and didn't want him giving away all of the secrets to why <laughs> this boss is the best boss. Yeah. So that gives us all a chance to show our bosses off on camera and uh, demonstrate why our bosses are the best. Um, Scribble, do you want to give that a try? What are you uh, playing round one, mate? So for round one, I'm actually playing something I've never faced in um, ninth edition or even eighth edition. I'm playing against um, white scars. So it's oh wow, okay, two yeah, big nice. blobs of Vanguard veterans with VGVs. one fist, yep. uh, one lightning claw, and a, a shield, and then two redemptor dreadnoughts. And then two, hmm. something I've seen, I think mine's the only Space Marine list at the event that doesn't have two Contemptor Dreadnoughts with two mm-hmm. Volkite okay. Culverins. Oh, and I looked at it and yeah, went, tr- I've, I've got a Volkite arm for mine, because when I bought mine, I bought one of each Sell gun. It. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> and at that point, there wasn't even rules for it. And I was like, cool, this is all right. It's a bit swingy. And now people are doing it. I'm just like, it's just fishing for sixes. It's really boring. So, But Honestly, he's got those. Like, it's it- like, I think for the points, they are ridiculous. Because I've played against them once, and I can see why. So basically, uh, whether whether it does rely on you actually rolling hot and fishing for sixes, but in my game, like, mm. every turn, every turn, one <laughs> dreadnought did five or six mortal wounds to me. That's lucky. Mm. I tend that to whiff on the... it. <laughs> but it's also the threat of it, right? Because yeah. it can swing up and, like, yeah. do a lot of damage to a well-armored unit, right? You can stick a unit of paladins or custodes out there, and you might you might just get rolled. Uh, one of the things that is worth mentioning is because uh, this event is using a unique terrain setup, isn't it? Yes. Uh, in that you have multiple different setups across the event. You've got some LVO, uh, LGT-style boards, some WTC-style boards, some... Games Workshop open style boards, and we're all kind of very open boards mixed around the yeah. And like playing on a WTC style board yeah. is very very different yeah. to playing on an LGT style one. So are you guys kind of prepared for all of the different terrain setups? Nicholas, I'll come to you first, or is there like one you'd like to avoid with your list? Um, I think the one I'd like to avoid most, I think, is the Games Workshop one because I think uh, I think the others are more designed from for the UK competitive scene. Well, competitive scenes. Whereas the Games Workshop one is kind of designed with a competitive scene in mind, but it's also, I feel like they're kind of designing it for the terrain that they sell as well. Okay. Um, so I and I think that's slightly more sparse, um, more slightly than the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think my list is probably tailored more towards thinking about the other two as well, the LGT yeah. one and the uh, the other one is the I don't know if it's the WTC, WTC one. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. two, where it's like you kind of know um, when you design your list how the de- terrain is going to be, so I can deploy a couple of things hidden there, a couple of small units hidden there. Um, so, yeah, I want to avoid the game mm-hmm. as well, I think. That's fair. Scrivo, are you kind of similar? Or it's similar. To avoid, um, like the heavy WTCs. And I think I'd want to avoid the, um, the LGT ones as well. I, if I was being able to pick and choose, mm, it'd be yeah. the other two, because I find I've practiced a lot using game mat eu old kind of itc style stuff and then i've been practicing mm. obviously for going to 
the TSN arena and playing on quite dense boards. And so now going kind of to the opposite on a board where you can literally just shoot at anything near enough you wanted to sounds kind of a shit experience if I'm going second. And I like the idea that if I'm going mm. second, I can weather the storm and then counterattack. And that I don't think I'll get that with those two styles of boards. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll have to check back in next week and see how you guys, you guys both did and, and how you feel about the the um, the boards and what yeah. have you. Uh, Scrivo, I don't know if you'll be here, but uh, we'll we'll I'll let, we'll I'll talk let to you, you anyway. I'll and let we'll you feedback. Know. Yeah, yeah. We might have a, a guest next week as well that we uh, have a special topic for. So that could be mm. that could be a special lot of fun. I haven't played any 40k, I don't think. I've painted some Grey Knights, that's about it. I've been working my way through, I've been painting bodies. So that way, <laughs> when I know what's good, I can glue the arms to the bodies. Oh, very smart. Uh, we'll be alright, yeah. I'm not not quite smart enough to magnetise, mainly because I'm a little bit a little bit clumsy to magnetise my models. But we're working on that now, and we're working <laughs> our way through it. Um, speaking of Grey Knights, uh, we can move on to the news. Uh, we've had uh, two books go down for pre-order since we last spoke and that's weird because i think we were here last week in fact we were here six days ago so it's been quite a busy six days we've had of course gray knights they've been uh, dropping with their uh, pre-order coming up this saturday uh, and we've also had a uh, thousand suns coming up so if we go and have a look at the thousand suns first because i feel like they are the, the the most in fact no we'll start with um the box set that you can get shall we yeah because i don't think we've talked about hexfire yet have we so if we look at Hexfire, it's a it's a uh, it's a box set for Thousand Suns and Grey Knights, and uh, Scriver, can you remind me of how much this costs? One hundred and five pounds retail for the UK. Okay, so what you're getting in this is for Grey Knights, you're getting Castle and Crow, the uh, the new model that we saw a couple of weeks ago. You're getting ten uh, Strike Marines. Now Strike Marines come in box of ten anyway, but you can build them to be interceptors, purgation squads, purifiers, Strike Marines, whatever you want. It's just a generic Grey Knight box. And then you get a Nemesis Dread Knight. And then on the Thousand Suns section, you get what's this? Uh, what's this character called for the uh, Thousand Suns? Uh, Scrivo, do you know? Oh, very good. The question. Infernal Boss. Yes, mm. Infernal, infernal Boss. <laughs> Sorcerer or something, wasn't it? Oh God. Uh, the Infernal Master. Master, that was the one. Here we go. We found yeah. it. The Infernal Master. I mean, it looks like you get a second character who's floating around on a disc. You get five Scarab Cult Terminators and ten Zangor. Overall, this looks like a, a pretty good uh, and well-priced box. What do you guys think? Uh, Scrivo, are you going to be getting one of these? I am, because for my birthday, I got bought a, uh, a Dread Knight in preparation oh, that I'd eventually do them as a, as a thing. Bandwagon in this I know, right? Disgusting. But to me, it was like, yeah. it's a fun one to do. I bought... Um, some great i think it was a strike squad back for kill team in eighth edition mm. i really enjoyed playing them because it was just something very different to what i normally play and so I, i'm curious about it i'm i don't have any understanding of how they work mechanically at the moment and that's probably a blessing mm. right I it's okay well, nobody does so my kind of plan was i wait for the book for them and then start looking at the rules so mm. Mm. How are you uh, painting them, Are you going to go for silver? I think or... so. It'll be an excuse for me to try doing different silver, like a, a different style of silver, I think. So normally I just brush on lead belcher and I'm just done. So I might experiment with air, airbrushing <laughs> it on. Because now I'm an airbrush guy. I, I can kind of oh, I can my, do the fancy yeah. stuff, right? And Have you hmm. heard about streaking grimes, Drivo? I think this would be the one time I don't. I'm, I'm basically one foot in the door on streaking grime now. Um I've been. Let me tell you, <laughs> if your wellness levels aren't a hundred percent, then you need some streaking grime, because they will make your painting excellent and grim dark, yeah. perfect for forty k. 
uh, the affordable price of five ninety nine available on Amazon. And you get really lightheaded mm. when you're stripping it off, right? It helps strip some of the the terrain <laughs> of it, cleaning it up. And I was just like, oh, this this alcohol, it's really good. <laughs> mm. That's just yeah. that's just, just a, a side effect, the, right? The passive bonus <laughs> of doing it. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly get... think metals look fantastic with streaking grime, mm-hmm. and it's dead, dead simple. So you could just you could do. Uh, although I think if you do more to the model before you put streaking grime on, you benefit. So you could like spray seal or whatever. Yeah. Then you could do some bit of weathering or dry brushing, and then streaking grime it, and then you could do mm-hmm. additional stuff on top of that. Yeah. Depending on what mm-hmm. you uh, take off. Yeah, I could mm. even approach it in the way that I've done a lot of my 40k orcs and fancy orcs where I've been putting texture paint on the metal panels. So depending on how much mm. weathering I want to do, I could kind of really grind them up, I suppose. Yeah. Nikos, before I get to you, I just want to get to the chat very quickly. Uh, Valerie, the price of the box is going to be £105. I don't know how much it is in like euros or, or dollars or what have you. Just double it. And also, uh, <laughs> Logan isn't here, dude, are they? Uh, because he is still out in Poland, I believe, doing stuff with ESL for Street Fighter Five. So I, uh, I don't know when he'll be back. He should be back uh, quite soon. Uh, I do also want to get something, because Valerie's reminded me of something as well. Um, last week, I made a joke about how everyone's a cheater. And uh, I included some names who are definitely not cheaters as part of the joke. And I just want to clarify that no one that I mentioned is a cheater, because I promised I would. <laughs> okay. Even <laughs> Scrivo. Even though there's plenty of evidence for Scrivo, there is... Uh, Multiple. Not a cheat. Oh, yeah. okay. Multiple instances. No. At least two games of Scrivo cheating. Yeah. We, uh, it was more was ignorance, a, a in my defence. It was uh, King stupidly. Callaghan, that's uh, 140 euros, <laughs> yeah. apparently, in the Euro- European Union, yeah. is what we've been told. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about, that sounds about like similar to what we're used to from the precedent, right? Yeah. Um, and chat, what do you think of this box? Do you think it's a good value, or do, are you going to be skipping over it? Nikos, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I actually think it's probably decent value, because it looks like it's basically the new, you know, the new combat patrol boxes yeah. that they're doing? Yeah, it's basically yeah. two of those stuck together in like a themed release. Um, so if you're halving that, that's cheaper than yeah. the, um, the the what's what are they called again? I just literally just combat patrol. The combat yeah. patrol boxes. Mm. It's it's a it's a discounted combat patrol yeah. box. If if you yeah. and mate both yeah. want to start an army or you've got existing armies, um, yeah. But I'm not. Mm. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't know how you. I like the grey knight models. Yeah. I think those range, mm. even though the marines are quite old school. Yeah. And the Nemesis Dreadnought, I think, I don't like the Baby Carrier. I prefer the ones where people have turned them into like more of a Dreadnought. I prefer that. Mm. But I do like the Grey Knight models on the whole. But the Zinch ones, I'm not a fan of the Zinch models mm-hmm. particularly. Um, mm. I don't know how you guys feel about them. So, so for me on this, I'm looking at the value of it and I'm looking at the Grey Knight box. I think they're like £35 for the 10 normally. Yeah. Uh, then you look at the Nemesis Dreadnought, I think that's like £35 for that as well. I mean, you look at Crow, that's probably about 20 quid, because I just bought Ragnar Blackman, actually, and mm-hmm. he's about the, the same price as that. So if I'm looking at that, I'm probably spending £90. If you then include, like, um, buying it from, like, my normal sources in Element Games, it's about 75 quid, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd effectively be spending about 30 quid for the Zinch stuff. And for me, that's probably worthwhile, just because what I'm going to do is I'm going to paint them up and I'm going to put them on my uh, cabinet shelf with Magnus, just to look nice. Yeah. Because I am, as we all know, a, a hobbyist extraordinaire, and I love <laughs> things looking pretty. So uh, I am going to be buying this box set and then uh, using those on the shelf. And also, it's, it never hurts to have like a little patrol that maybe you can stick in there. It's kind of cool. So uh, I'm probably going to be going for that one. Um, chat, it seems, well, not really too much <laughs> strong opinions on it. We've no. had meh as <laughs> so far. <laughs> Everyone's more focused on the uh, on the cheating stuff. But uh, if those are all... Everyone loves the spice. Thoughts, 
I almost cheated. Twice. I almost cheated ahead of this weekend. Oh, so, did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my CP count was incorrect <gasps> by one. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Were you giving yourself too many or taking too many away? I was given too many. I was giving myself Ooh. too many. Ooh. I would have gone into the event. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So had I not, well, had it not been spotted by uh, by the TO um, or whoever, let him know. Um, yeah. uh, I would have oh. had to. I know, I know who your opponent is now. Actually, disqualify myself. <laughs> Is it, is it sure? No, it's Tez. <laughs> oh, oh, you're playing Tez. Tez hates playing me. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I lost to him by one really point with Orcs. It. it was dreadful. Dreadful. Um, you'll get. You'll be fine, Nick. I'll talk you through it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I've been completely thrown now. I Sorry. What, I forgot what. I was so going to say. the box itself as well. I think it worked out. Yeah, if you yeah. um, if you break it all down into those kits, it's actually about half price from the retail. So maybe if you're wanting enough of it, it is pretty solid but i what's mm. your thoughts on like the thousand suns i looked at that and went if you've already got the army is that something you're mm. really going to want more of maybe maybe on the infernal mm. master but i was watching jim stream and he's just converting one and it's just like yeah not really to be yeah. honest they're not not too hard to convert um that does mean we're getting the codices and this box set uh dropping on pre-order this weekend yeah. which means we may get some spicy drops from people who get books early telling us what other things do and i can start gluing arms to my models that's nice. really really good uh while we're on the subject of people who've got their lists wrong we also have an event <laughs> at the uh at the t-sports arena this weekend don't we um i think that's uh, i think that's sold out as well I'm, i won't be at that one but the only reason i know is because a certain a cheater uh, i won't uh i won't um spill his so, name so i'll give a fake we name. call him as a code name what quark mild apparently his list was illegal so that's account two oh, strike no. two for the anonymous <laughs> individual who will go named as Wark mildman yeah. um, stick to it <laughs> it's a very six games uh all right Let's start with uh, the Thousand Suns then, because I think this is the shorter section, because they actually have fewer articles, uh, which works mm. quite well. That's because Games Workshop hate chaos. But they do hate chaos. They give them fewer of everything, including wounds, apparently. That's the, that's the thing they give them fewer of. Um, so they're giving them some more thematic and narratively satisfying powers, apparently. And one of these things is that you generate a pool of cabal points, depending upon the number and type of psychos in your army. So if you have Magnus, you get four points. Uh, Araman, you get three points. Sorceress, two. And shitty Terminators, one. And then you can use these cabal points over the course of the game, kind of like you would with CP, but to uh, to do certain things. So I've given a couple of examples here. How do you guys feel about like a secondary currency, 4,000 suns, um, being added as well as all the other stuff. Do you think it's too much bookkeeping at this point, or do you think it's inevitable with psychic armies? What do you think, Nick? Um, I actually quite like it, and I don't, I don't think because so I think Admech had a lot of rules and a lot of stuff to do. Whereas I don't mind this because it's like because basically I think you lose it at the end of the phase, so it's only relevant in the psychic phase, which you know, you think you'd think that Grey Knights and Sat Thousands should specialize in. So it's a nice narratively themed rule in the psychic phase that's kind of bringing that army's fluff and narrative to life. Mm. And yeah. it's nice and clean because you just collect them at the start of the phase and lose them at the end. And they just use those mm. points in that phase to make your psychic better. So yeah. I like it. I don't think it's too overcomplicated. Yeah. And I um, guess with uh, magic kind of demonstrated in this way in Age of Sigma, right? You have secondary pools of stuff like summoning points or depravity yeah. points yeah. or whatever points in there. Scribble, how do you feel about this? 
I think it's a nice way of adding an extra layer to an army. Like someone like these guys or Tau are quite often quite one note in as much as that they are really good in one phase. But it's just do the thing and then let's move on. So having something that adds kind of something for you to do, it probably makes that player feel like they've actually got some actual things to do in their actual phases rather than just like, cool, I've done smite, I'm now going to do another spell, I'm going to do another spell. It's a bit one yeah. note, isn't it? It's just like... Ugh. Yeah. Mm. So, That's fair. And it, it seems to work quite well in things like Sigma, like having not just the magic-based things, but like the ether gold and all that sort of stuff. The weird little mini currencies give a little mm. bit of flavour to the factions it could get a bit much i suppose mm, maybe yeah. maybe and uh, they, they have given a couple of examples here of the things that they can do uh the first one is cabalistic focus which is you use this after a psychic test has been made for a unit from your army has passed uh and that psychic power cannot be denied and i think that's really nice yeah that's pretty strong isn't it mm. eight Big points bands. that's a lot of points yeah eight cabal yeah. points yeah yeah so you're true need... but if you really need that power off it's similar mm. to one of the granite ones we'll yeah. talk about later, but if you really need that power off, there you go. Just block it, bang, straight away. Is it? Do you guys feel that this is incentivizing MSU, isn't it? That's a lot of sorcerers, Maybe. right? I think MSU-style sorcery, you're going to get a lot more sorcery points. Eh, mm. points yeah. whatever. Um, one thing I like about this is that if you are a narrative and theatrical player, or even if you're uh, a hyper-competitive player, you can use this rule uh, to maybe bamboozle and put your opponent off. You could have a small mm. pot of magic dust. Yeah. You could, like, you know, in the phase <laughs> when you cast a spell, you can be like, I'm using my cabal points. Yeah. Do some, like, maybe you have, like, those magician exploding things that come out of your wrist. Pow! Mm. Uh, you can, you know, bring yeah. that into your psychic phase when you're using these points, and mm. it might throw off your opponent. Uh, yeah. The rest of their game. So, it, sometimes probably. even just knowing that you, your opponent has this means that you don't put your psyker in harm's way in the first place to try and deny it because at the end of the day all you're doing is sapping cabal points and maybe that's not that worthwhile depending upon what it looks like um and speaking of being have it because you have magic dust oh you do have magic dust that you go sounds armor. like a great tournament experience <laughs> yeah straight mate trials of drago is later come on let's set that out um the second one that i'm going to talk about is kindred sorcerers uh, and it's another one of these kind of on the row of making your psychic phase more consistent, which I feel like is in theme with Thousands and really, isn't it? Which is where mm. we're going to be going with this. Uh, so you use this again after taking a psychic test and you add plus one to it. So it's kind of similar to Seer Council in that Seer Council was badly worded, but this is clearly intended. But again, it's just making your psychic phase more consistent. Um, I don't know how I feel about the MSU point. It's a good point, Nikos, mm. but if you're... It, it depends on what the psychic powers are. For example, if you need to get a certain buff off, like, for example, we saw with Admech, if you give a buff to a big unit, it's going to have more impact than a small one, right? Um, so it could depend upon what kind of psychic powers we see. What do you think? What, yeah. like, with these? Yeah, so maybe... Are you, are you, like, if you have... I don't know if you can have... Let's say a big unit, 20 Terminators. Let's assume yeah. that's going to be good. If, you're, yeah. if your army's built around putting a, putting a psychic power buff on that unit... Mm-hmm. every turn then maybe you don't have to go msu you just build mm-hmm. around getting enough points to do that thing on the terminator brick mm-hmm. every turn and you can do that reliable like or you can guarantee that with the eight cabal points yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of this really i think this is this is good i mean you might mean you need to take like a uh uh Oh, okay. Oh, hey, Chris. Oh, nice to see nice, you, man. Nice so Chris Rose has just raided us with a paid of 39. Really good to see you, buddy. Thank you very much for the host, man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, chat, can you let us know what Chris has been working on today? Or has it just been more Necrons? 
But uh, yeah, good to see you, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. So we've just been going through the uh, cabal points for Thousand Sons and what we think. We think it's, I think, universally. Scriver, what did you think? Did you think yeah. this uh, cabal it, point system was good? And the way that it's got things like the plus one to cast, to me, that looks like mm. you could then have it where if you've got, if you're engineering your list to do specific um, psychic abilities and stuff, there might be uh, traits and relics that will go hand in hand with this as well. So they might even have one that gives you extra cabal points, I imagine. It feels like the sort of thing yeah. they'd do, right? And it's it's kind of 100%. And looking at the amount of points on them, like that one, the second one's only five to do. It feels mm. like that they are quite expensive to do. So it's not like cool, you get mm -hmm. to do all these cool things. It feels like they're reining it in so that you get to have some nice buffs, but not just here's let's throw the table yeah. and break it instantly type of situations. Yeah. Yeah, and if it was one of those things where you generate it across the game, it could incentivize you attacking those psychers early on as well, yeah. couldn't it, really? Which uh, which could be good, and also then also further incentivize you to protect them. Because the so pool's be generated cool. based on, is it the, who's on the list or who's on the table? Ah, good in question. Your army, it, then at the start of the game, yeah. Yeah, it says who's in your yeah. army. Ah, you generate, so at the start of your psychic phase, you generate a bunch of command points. Uh, not points. command points, cabal points. That's going to throw so many people, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. So depending on how that's actually worded, whether it's alive or was in the list, to me it feels like it would be who's yeah. alive because they've had similar mechanics be like alive. the OBR. Um, so the the Bone Reapers in Age of Sigmar, they've got um, mm -hmm. uh, their own sub currency thing, and it's yeah. based on what you've got on mm -hmm. the table and you roll. Mm -hmm. So to me, that feels like they're. Gonna I, have I feel right. like. I feel like the only people who are going to argue that it's not alive are people who use Space Marine stratagems with Grey Knights because they're adept to studies. So. You know, we'll, we'll leave that one well alone. It's <laughs> so good. Um, we'll move quickly on to the, the nine great cults yeah. because we, we, uh, just, we don't have them we just time. Say thank you to Nurgle Matthew. Oh, uh, oh yeah, brilliant. Sorry, I didn't even know. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for the catch, then, Nick. Oh, though. gosh. <laughs> that was really kind of you, Joe Gallagher. Amphitera. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Amphitera. Amphitera. Loki, Andy one and Rafe UK. Thank oh, you very nice. much uh, again, Nurgle Mafia. It's really kind of you, buddy. We do really appreciate the support that you you uh, you give us. Uh, we'll move on to the cults then. They talk a little bit about the the generic cults. They don't talk too much in detail about what you actually get. Yeah. They just give you kind of like a bit of spiel about what they're about. The only example uh, otherwise is AI written. Bullshit. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the instant response you get when you try and, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you're messaging Eon about a problem with your gas or something like that, or like your phone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly this that. Is the kind exactly of stuff. that. The little AI paperclip that put, put pipes up, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, the only uh, other example we have is the cult of Magic Warlord trait, which is whenever you try to smite or catch a cast a witchfire psychic power which i assume so witchfire used to be like the keyword for a psychic shooting attack yeah um, i think it might now be a tree uh rather than an actual subcategory of psychic powers um so i'd assume the, it's i think all the psychic powers they have like malediction yeah. something and it's in there because oh, the orc ones have it. Yeah. three yeah. types yeah. there's three types of psychic mm -hmm. power now mm -hmm. so it's a keyword within the psychic powers and it is mm. a lot of the shooty i think it is the shooty ones are yeah they're all the they're all the damage mortal wound ones mm -hmm. yeah so that's yeah. it's it's just a reroll, isn't it it's, it's not massively exciting um there's a couple of extra upgrades you can give to your psychers as well uh from legion command so for example you can make an exalted sorcerer um manifest an additional power for 25 points i think that's probably a bit expensive but we'll have to see the tree i don't know what you guys think yeah, it's like anything. Without the full context, it's. I always find it really tough to get excited because normally it's not one thing 
in isolation. It's that combined with a trait, a sub-faction, and then what units you're using, I find makes the whole picture exciting to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And then with the uh, Nikos, do you have any thoughts on that one? Or it, it depends on what the powers they get are. Mm, giving one of your sorcerers Blissed Skill to... Mm. And attacks five. <laughs> I mean, it, I, mean I, guess it depends. <laughs> I guess it depends maybe if there's like a really good pistol that you can give to a sorcerer. I feel maybe like it'd be worth it. Or a big With that second thing. one, if you can turn a sorcerer into a beat stick, you might as you might want to go for it. But otherwise, I think that's a little bit optimistic, don't you? <laughs> Are they wanting us to have like slam sorcerers on discs or something? Like people going and just throwing at the people yeah, and just be... murdering stuff. Like fights first, yeah, boom. Can we yeah. call them frisbee captains? Yeah. <laughs> we could call them frisbee captains. They're not boomerangs because they um... won't come back. <laughs> no. Now... There are a couple of extra uh, cult powers that we can see for Thousand Suns in the next article over, which is called Psychic Slugfest, Grey Knights and Thousand Suns Throw Down with New Powers, uh, if you guys want to follow along at home. Uh, the first one they show is the Cult of Time Psychic Power, which is a Warp Charge 6. You select one infantry unit within six inches of the Psyker, and you can return one destroyed model from that unit to the battlefield with all of its wounds remaining. That's not too bad, to be honest, depending upon how you're building. What do you guys think? Scriver, what are your thoughts on that one? So a high-value unit, so something like a Terminator. That's getting yeah. you three wounds, right? Because infantry, it's yep. basically... I imagine, would Zangor not get the right keyword for that? So it'd be down to... Correct. It'd be yes. your your, your, dread, uh, your Terminators or your... Um, what are they called? Normal Terminators. I think Zangor's might get that. Cult, so yeah. I think you're right. I think Terminators is going to be the yeah. most valuable. Because you get your value yeah. out of it, right? You mm -hmm. want as many wounds as you mm -hmm. can. Nikos, what's your thoughts on that one? Pretty much the same? Yeah, buy Terminators. <laughs> Games that you're pushing Terminators, hard, this edition. Yeah. This is clearly, not clearly, obviously you can yeah. use it on other units, but it's definitely optimal yeah. on Terminators. Yeah, and it's one of those units they put in the uh, Hexfire box as well. Exactly, so get, yeah. your, get your stonk value out of that box. Do you get, then, you might do you get well. Sorcerer units in Thousand Suns, don't you? Yes, Please. every unit. Oh. So if, you, if you're really requiring back psychers to have as much of your um, cabal points, bringing back them that way mm. as well, That's if they're each worth a point, there's that value as well, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Fair play. Mm. So if we move on to the next one, this is the Cult of Knowledge Psychic Power now, and it's called Empiric Trespass. And that's also got a warp charge value of six, uh, but it's got a range of 24 inches and selects an enemy unit. Uh, and until the start of the next uh, second phase, each time an attack is made against that unit by a model in a friendly cult of knowledge unit, you re-roll a wound roll of one. This scares me. And the reason why it scares me is because I am very afraid of what they're going to do to Doom. <laughs> that codex uh, drops. Oh no, they're going to take it away from us. <laughs> they're going to take it away and make it re-roll once to wound. Oh, Please don't do that. Nikos, what do you think, mate? I, I definitely think they're going to do that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically going to happen now. Uh, their please, hand. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's fine. It's fine. But what do you think? Good power? I mean, again, again, it depends upon the context. Yeah. And I guess it. I think maybe if you're going for uh, lots of bolters, like Terminator unit, ten Terminators get forty bolter shots. Uh, mm -hmm. Ten. Um, I don't know what they're called. What are they called? The Thousand Sun Marine Rubric unit. Marines. I was I blanked there as well. Go. It'd gone. I was like, oh, Sandy Boys. Yeah. We're going to call them Rubik's Marines now. I think that's better. <laughs> Rubik's cubes. Yeah. 
Three rich yeah. Marines. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. ten of those with like twenty shots or whatever. And because obviously Thousand Sons, it's kind of plugging that hole that Marines have. They've got the lieutenant for this all the time. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. Thousand Sons don't have lieutenants. So this is just a way of shoehorning real ones yeah. in the army. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think it, if yeah, fair again, enough. If you get yeah. ten, it seems like ten Terminators is going to be good. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, um, untested methods in the chat. Uh, you says you can get around thirteen cabal points into your list for around eleven sixty points. So if you're looking at a two K army, that's like fifteen or sixteen. That's a lot of points. Yeah. I'd be interested mm. to see what the rest of the uh, cabal points are and cabal point uses it are for um for the thousand suns but again we'll have to see about that one uh Kedred wants to know if zangors are any good uh we don't know yet Kedred, but nothing that we've seen right now would specifically synergize what of zangors i don't think but you guys disagree with that at all the reroll is big. units so potentially they mm-hmm. could be there but even then unless you maybe double melee weapons you're not really going to be mm. shooting lots with them i imagine and like skyfires mm-hmm. and stuff aren't exactly exciting in 40k as they stand so unless, yeah unless unless they've given them a buff yeah you never know uh, yeah. it's always the context right <laughs> so yeah. the last one we'll uh, we'll do before we then move on to the uh the proper spice and the proper salt oh, uh is uh going to be the cult of manipulation psychopower which is attempted possession it's only a cast of five and casts uh, within 18 inches and it's to do one more wound and until the start of your next psychic phase each time a psychic test is taken for that unit Subtract two from the psychic test. Uh, I think this is pants, specifically because of the 18 inch range and the fact you really want to cast it on the enemy psyker. Um, mm. It's it, they they have to goon it a little bit hard for you to get in range of that. Unless you've still got um, what's the name of a deep strike thing that you had for Thousand Suns? Chat probably correct me on this. One, oh, but the some sort of eye. Yeah, yeah. I know you, everyone knows what I mean. Where you pick a unit and a, a character up and you teleport it across the board. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, everyone knows what the, I'm talking about. The Veil of Thousand Suns. The Veil of Thousand Suns. Exactly. The, uh, I, uh, the Helm of the Third Eye. There you go. Uh, was that that? Okay. I don't think. I, I don't think it's that. But you know what I mean. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Nikos, do you think this is pants or do you think there's some more use for it than I do? Mm, it's not amazing, but maybe it's just one of those psychic powers you could include in your list if. You're like, well, I'm just going to try and spam as many mortal wound damage powers yeah. as possible. This is another smite and, for five. And it's one mortal wound for five. It's a low charge value as well, which is yeah. they're all quite low at, at that point as well. They're more likely in a straight roll to be successful, right? At the moment, all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as McLeod and Viking have corrected me in the chat, it's the dark matter crystal. That's the one. Uh, uh, yeah. It's the deep straight. Yeah. All right, shall we do it? Are you ready? Let's go for it. So, before we get into the Grey Knights, uh, I want to get you guys' perspective on Grey Knights. Uh, Nikos, have you ever played with Grey Knights, played against Grey Knights? What's your kind of experience with them? I have played against my buddy Paul with his Grey Knights. Mm -hmm. Um, And I played them initially when they had the new Psychic Awakening stuff and they could do, they could do like range 24, two Mortal Wound Smites uh, loads. And Mm. that was pretty horrific to play against. Mm. Um, But I think when ninth edition sort of came around and when everyone else had kind of tooled up to be two wound marines that's they they they're yeah just give them a few armor sa- just give the normal dudes a few armor saves to make and enough of them fail and they're quite high cost for what they actually give mm. you on the tabletop mm. uh, obviously the big paladin brick very good you could buff it up to the eyeballs yeah uh, but i know they weren't great and i think just because yeah they didn't have good 
uh, spread of good units, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Scrivo, I know you said you were building a, a Grey Knight army now. Have you played them before, played against I've them? Not. What do you think? That's the thing. Locally, there's not really anyone with it, and I think I've managed to avoid them at events. But they seem very kind of... My experience outwardly of them is they're either really kind of bonkers in the psychic phase or then they get toned mm -hmm. back down and no one really touches them and it feels like they need to be given that kind of extra level of like mm -hmm. layer of something to give people something to do as well because they're kind of like space marines that do psychic stuff but then that's all they seem to be focused on there's not any mm. other flavor well, was, bits um, to it, wasn't it I feel like they were a bit of a classic 8th edition army where they had a couple of tricks that they kind of like yeah. well this is mm. my, this is how my army is built around I'm going to buff up this unit shooting and I'm going to make it shoot out of line of sight and I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. Whereas yeah. ninth edition is, in my opinion, the Salt Bay CP edition where you're just sprinkling <laughs> it on. Yeah. You're just yeah. sprinkling it on from a height. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So for context on me, I've been playing Grey Knights pretty a lot. It's pretty much been my main faction since the start of 2020. That includes over TTS. Uh, I also took it to Belgium to play in the Belgian team championships over there with some of the most nails teams uh, across Europe. So we had Italy came, we had Finland come, we had three English teams there. Uh, and we came third at that. And I've also been playing them consistently on TTS through the Scottish leagues, where I've won a few of those uh, over the last uh, couple year or so so i have been playing a lot of gray knights um I, sometimes i feel like people think i'm a one-trick craft war player but this is a fact i've been playing a lot of so i can bring a bit of context to a few of these and the first thing that i noticed was that gray knights look like they're getting some sub factions so for example you've got a ward maker psychic power here you've got a sword bearer's psychic power here it looks like you've got your own unique psychic powers mm. stratagems in, in different things um which is it's okay it's just it's just more stuff right um the first one is projection of purity. That's for ward makers. means nothing because it's not got a precedent. And that is a cast value of six. And if you select an enemy unit in 12-inch range, and until the start of your next second phase, that unit is not affected by the aura abilities of models from its own army. Uh, the only way I can see this being useful is if you can give it to things like strike squads. We're happy to just drop them down, cast power, be gone, right? Uh, I don't see this as being massively useful just because of that 12-inch range. I think that really hurts. What do you think, Nick? Mm, yeah, it's definitely like you've got to... I think it's quite situational. You've got to be playing against yes. an army that relies on auras, and there's going to be a specific turn that you're going to need to do this uh, mm -hmm. with, yeah, like a deep striking unit or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't. it's not that sort of thing that you can build anything around or rely use every game and because how many how many units really rely on aura anyway especially in ninth edition man it feels like we've got more kind of when you go that msu build route it's, that they're trying yeah. to clearly encourage it's not very much about castling around buffs like it was at the very no. start of eighth edition for example no i think generally our armies have because uh, i think I don't know, just ones I've seen and ones I've thought about. I, I mean, mine and Scrivo's list that we're taking at the weekend are examples of it. I, think, I feel like we've both got one bunker, yeah. and then mm. the rest is stuff that goes without. <laughs> yeah. I've got my Katakun Command Barge and Necron Warrior Blobs, mm. stuff supporting it, and then everything else is kind of solo, whereas mm. Scrivo's got some solo units, and he's got his Asriel and Ezekiel. Yes. It's a bubble. Mm. Uh, but it's not like you're building entirely around a bubble, is yeah. it? It's like... No. Yeah. It's one part of the puzzle, right? It's it's not you mm. just do this is my one trick. It's you've got to do this thing, but you've also got to play the scenario. And that's what this yeah. is kind of like. It's things to add to that, right? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Okay, we'll move on from that one, and we'll go on to the next second power, which is for sword bearers. Uh, this is the Empiric Lodestone, so he has a warp charge value of 7 and an 18-inch range this time. And you select a friendly sword bearer's vehicle with, uh, within that range, and whenever it makes a range attack against that enemy unit, uh, or you pick a unit with 18-inch range, then whenever vehicles shoot at it, you get plus 1 to wound against it. That's decent. It only applies to vehicles, though, which makes me think they're pushing down on that uh, Nemesis Dread Knight. There you ask, yeah, um, Storm Mate, Storm Ravens, dude. Yes. Nobody even thinks about Storm Ravens. Yeah. What do you think, Nikos? Just yeah, I think Storm Ravens. Storm Ravens is a good one because I think it, it has a lot of shots, right? So you're getting yeah. loads of value from the plus. Hurricane Bolters, all that jazz. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So just find the most shots that are. There's going to be that threshold, isn't there, between most... Like, if you have loads yeah. of shit shots and a couple of good shots, there's got to be, there's somewhere in between that is the perfect vehicle for this. And, yeah, Storm Raven's pretty, probably a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Vikings said in the chat, Land Raiders. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm quite chuffed about this one because I've got five Storm Ravens behind me that I've not seen used for a few years. So I want to paint two up, play them as Grey Knights. That should be awesome. Scriver, what do you think? Yeah, uh, to me, that I like the fact that they're trying to encourage people to use specific types of units as well, because there's nothing worse than it being like, this army's only good as infantry. I like the fact that they try to give mm. you tools for each different part of the army. They don't always land, mm. but it's nice to give the choice. And I've noticed, again, it's yet another wound roll-based ability, which is quite common <laughs> in this edition. It seems like they really want to mm. kind of help, because that, I suppose, is the most variable of the two roles. Like, to hit into wound yeah. can only be modified by one each and most things are hitting quite accurately but the wound roll can be quite swingy so if you're shooting mm, yeah, a bunch of just bolt gun style shots at big things if you're re-rolling the wounds or adding to wound, the, the wound shots plus that plus mm -hmm. one to the wound negates two levels of toughness mm, yeah so it's, it 100%. makes such a difference doesn't it i found that caught me out with um Blood Angels recently, where they get plus one to wound. It's just like, what? Yeah. Wounding on twos? It feels like they're off. making <laughs> toughness values quite redundant, yeah. though, right? With, like, transhuman everywhere and plus one, minus one to wound all yeah. over the place. It's like they're trying to build it out. It's I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. It feels like a rock, paper, mm. scissors Not thing. Not that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the final Grey Knight second power, before we get into the actual meat of shit that I like and hate, <laughs> uh, is the, uh, is the uh, prescient brethren psychic power. It's called Fatal Pre... pre Fatal Precognition. I read that as facial recognition. That's not kind of what it is. We'll keep going it still wasn't it. fecal like, something. What? Fecal recognition. Yeah, that's fecal what we're going to be made. That's today's article. Again, uh, this is defined as a malediction. So answer the question from earlier about witch fires and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, it's got a cast value of five and a range of 12 inches again for an enemy unit. Ah. Uh, until the start of your next second phase, each time that enemy unit makes a normal move, advances, falls back. Or makes a charge move, roll a d6 on a four to five, that enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. On a six, that enemy unit suffers three mortal wounds. I'm a little underwhelmed by this for a few reasons. Firstly, when I read it, I thought, oh, that's going to be like, oh, you take some movement off when you fall back. Maybe I can lock them in, down in combat. No, not that at all. I mean, even after that, it's only on a four plus they actually take mortal wounds. Yeah. And they've got to still be alive in combat in your psychic phase. I mean, we're taking a round of beating, you know. Probably. Yeah. If you were in 12-inch range with a Psycho anyway. Although I guess if you can get this on, I don't know, a unit of... You might as well just smite them. Like, yeah. it's the same thing more consistently. I don't know. What yeah. Do yeah. The fact... I mean, if it, if it was like... Yeah. There's there's, there's two... It's, it's, 
it's really short range, so it's hard to get a unit that you necessarily want your opponent. Like if if there's a unit you specifically want, your opponent knows that they can try and keep it away from you or whatever. Um, so yeah, short range not good. And the, and again, you've got to cast it. They've got to not deny it, and then then you've got to roll the four plus again. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. too many hoops, too many hoops to jump through for not all that much. Very much D three at best. Yeah, hundred well, no, percent three at best, but. Yeah, but you've still got a better chance of, I think, what's the odds of rolling an 11 plus on, a two, on 2d6 dice? It's like 1 in one in 12, I think, but then it's d6. Whereas this is 1 in 6, but it's flat free. It's like, eh, whatever. I think it's, it's pretty pretty poor, personally. What do you think, Scriver? It, I just, it makes me want to see the rest of that psychic tree, because <laughs> that looks like the dud of the tree to me. And I just, there might be some I, context I think to it, but it feels uh, like it's the dud to me. I don't. I don't know if these are trees. I think these are like individual yeah, powers. Is, that you get oh, for, uh, you're sub- right. Yeah, this it'll is be that. that so it makes me not power. power. Yeah, so maybe they try to balance it out by giving them a shit power, but they've got an amazing relic or an amazing warlord trait yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. So Skidoji says, uh, or Skodji, sorry, I can't read either. I think this is just the habit of the host. You just can't do it. <laughs> uh, fatal recognition to me. It looks as though it's not limited to the nearest unit, unlike Smite. Uh, drop it onto a character sitting nearby. Maybe you could. 100 percent my main concern with it is it is a 12 inch range power so the amount of stuff you're really going to be in range of is probably a little bit a uh, little bit underwhelming for me but if you're able to get into a position where you can do that and finish someone off fantastic and who knows maybe the rest of uh prescient brethren could be really really good and make it worthwhile taking them it's just something yeah that you you kind of end up with right so it's it's not mm. necessarily the end of the world it's not like a, an abomination like plus one to leadership value or something like that right uh, we'll go on to the stuff that I, that I actually kind of like first so we can get into the salt right at the end. Um, so the next article I want to look at is the, the Grey Knights can see your reinforcements coming with the co- new Codex's predictive powers, okay? Mm. And there's a couple of things in here. Um, firstly, you can buy extra bits of war gear for your characters. Um, it doesn't save any of the article, but I have seen floating around the WhatsApps a certain thing with certain points costs. Uh, so the first one is the Omen of Incursion. And uh, a lot of people were, were ra- ranting and raving about this uh, because it's a once-per-battle ability that allows you to effectively get a free auspex scan. Yeah. So if anything drops within 12-inch range of any of your Grey Knight units, they can shoot at it. I am very underwhelmed by this because the number of times you need to use auspex scan as Grey Knights anyway, sometimes the 2CP is more valuable to you than the, um, than the uh, unit itself, right? Yeah. And... Even then, like I know it's not 2CP now, but in order for us to get value, you need to be standing out in the open, realistically, and you're going to not want to be in melee. Right? I'd rather save the 30 points to buy something else and then just tank it, because the situations where I'm going to be standing out in the open, ready to shoot anything that comes down, are pretty low when I consider that those are situations where I'm going to die to shooting anyway. Right? Yeah. If I'm putting myself out in the open, I'm probably going to handshake that I'm dead. Yeah, mm. and it it does say core as well, which makes me think straight away. Does that mean that some of the because there is only like five or six specific units for Greyhounds, yeah. realistically? Isn't yeah, it? is does that mean that something like yeah, Dread I, I would not assume it be? would be Terminate. I would assume it's Drain, uh, be Strike Squads and Terminators, and if we're lucky, maybe we get a third unit. Yeah, maybe Purifies. Yeah, um, but that's about which it. Uh, I'm pretty underwhelmed by this right? one. I reckon all yeah. the all the infantry stuff will be core. Yeah, potentially. 
Potentially. I'm hoping the Dread Knight, because Redemptors are, right? By that logic. <laughs> You've got uh, one. Yeah, no, because why not? They, they like playing, like, <laughs> let's go bash into each other hammer, don't they? Hey, you can take a HQ as a Dread Knight. You can take Dread Knight, you know, elites. You can take a top whole Dread Knight army, maybe. Yeah, you, what you can do with a Dread Knight, because they're a Grey Knight character, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, the Nemesis, uh, the Nemesis yeah. ones are the HQs, the uh, Nemesis Grandmaster Dread Knights, yeah. but I don't think the basic ones are. Basic we'll have to see them. Uh, the second well, one I, I read, though, I think I don't like this one because yeah. I think it'd be better to be it's better to be a CP yeah. because mm-hmm. it's situational. Like looking at it from a competitive yes. point of view, if I'm going into a tournament, not every again, not every game is gonna that's gonna be relevant. Someone might not have any deep striking. That's just not in their game plan. So you've wasted mm-hmm. thirty points in that situation. It's better. Yeah. Yes. It'd be better just to have that option rather than being it. Yeah. I've got to write it into my list. Also, for what it's worth, given my uh, games playing Grey Knights, I can count the number of times my opponent has deep struck anything within uh, twelve inch range of my Grey Knights on zero hands. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it just tends not to happen. Yeah. And sometimes what they do, you want them to charge in, and yeah. then you can kill them with all your other stuff, with your short range smites and what have you. So, yeah. it's a. Uh, not great, especially when you have access to like really small squads of servitors that you can be using around to screen this kind of stuff anyway. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. Just buy some servitors, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but what I like though is the gem of Inoktu. So it's kind of for similar reasons uh, that I liked the eight point cabal power that made your psychic power undeniable for a uh, thousand suns. Because what this does is I believe it's 10 or 15 points. Uh, and once per battle, when the bearer is selected to manifest psychic powers, you can use this gift if you do so. But until the end of a phase, each time the bearer attempts to manifest a psychic power from the Dominus discipline, add two to the uh, to that attempt's uh, psychic test. I think that's really good for just that turn when you need to warp shifting and yeah. warp shaping and change your tide, or you need to get something else off. I think that's fantastic and really good for what it is. Well, even like something as simple as you're in the 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 embers of a game. They've got a character sat with a unit that you can't quite shoot to death, but you've mm-hmm. got a guy that can mm-hmm. maybe zap it with some psychic and you just need to guarantee that smite gets off. Those sort of little yep. clutch kind of very basic, just flinging some more wounds at someone, giving the plus two mm-hmm. makes the world a difference, right? If it's the difference yeah, between them 100%. surviving or not, and it's like turn four, five. Well, also the number of times where I've spent like CP on, oh, I'm going to give myself plus one here and I'm going to give him a sanctic charge yeah. for another plus one reroll and, and I'm going to cast on 3d6 because I absolutely need this power off. Yes. That is something I can, ca- I can count on like 12 hands. Yeah. Because I, it's very common for Grey Knights. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I think it, uh, it's definitely better than the other one because um, it's going to be relevant in every game. Yeah. There's going to be a turn mm-hmm. when you really want some psychic powers off. And I think uh, there was wasn't there something earlier where you could get or was that Thousand Suns? I'm getting confused now, but I'm sure there must be something in this book where one of your psychers can cast an extra spell. That was a Thousand Suns thing, yeah. Uh, I think. So yeah. yeah, I'm getting confused, but I imagine Grey Knights might have something similar. Mm, one why of the psychers better cast three, so this would be great value on him. So that one turn, you're getting three spells with plus two. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Uh, the final thing in this article is the Tide of Celerity. Now, this has been causing a buzz online as well. My main takeaway from this is that tides are back. Hooray, I'm a big hey, fan of that. the Tide of Celery. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Tide of Celery. Don't eat it, guys. <laughs> Jeez, millennials. Yeah, like shit. <laughs> uh, so what this does is while the Tide is, is active, your advances, if you roll a 1 or a 2, it counts as a 3. And every time you roll a uh, dice that's a 1 or a 2 on the charge, it counts as a 3 instead. Uh, everyone's been saying about how good this is coming out of deep strike and charging. I disagree because it means that you need like a six on one of the two dice. Uh, and then a reroll is like 
it's not that reliable. Although if you have an ability to give yourself plus two to your charge, now it's a 75% chance of success yeah. um, each time you go, and then you've got a reroll as well. What is it? Is so, so if you just need one, you just need one six on two dice, but then you've mm -hmm. got a reroll, so you've got four chances of getting a six. Yeah. Isn't that? So that's, that's CP as okay, well. Okay, yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. That's, so a CP, and that's what, uh, is that, that's a 66% chance. Whereas, yeah, what you're bit saying. Risky. Bit risky. Better. Yeah. It's yeah. not the, it's, he's not. adding some some consistency, but not enough to guarantee a charge. Which... Yeah, whereas if you have a plus two to your charge range from your chaplain or what have you, that would give you a 93.25 or 75% chance of success, I think. So, I think it's 2.5. So you'd want to do two so, both together then, right, to just nail it? Yes, you would, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you've got four chances of trying to roll a four plus. Is, is how it works. And still, that's but, not... But, but maybe, it's, maybe it's good, um, not just for deep strike, for other stuff, like if there's a... Kid. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Across the board. Yeah. Turn two. Yep. Yep. Get those long charges in. I think a good example yeah. is uh, interceptors. So they have a 12 inch charge flying Grey Knights. Mm. They move mm. 12 inches. I mean, you've got at least a six inch charge, guaranteed. Yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing, so like, yeah, there's nothing you know, worse than good. kind of turn one to get onto objectives for turn two scoring, only rolling a one on an advance to get onto them and not just getting yeah. there. So that could be quite helpful. Depends on the, the yeah. outside of that unit. You don't necessarily have the mobility, mm. right? Yeah, just to just to go to the chat a second. Yes, Meatballs has uh, demonstrated oh. their maths boffing maths boffing qualifications. Yes, uh, so charging out of deep strike in, improves it to thirty nine percent chance or sixty two percent chance of a reroll. Better for non deep strike charges, sure, but still great for deep strike. Uh, yes, it is good for deep strike. I just wouldn't be betting the game most of the time on a sixty two percent chance. Although it depends upon the matchup, right? If I can swing a bad matchup to a win sixty two percent of the time. That's a fantastic result, yeah. right? Uh, my question is whether or not you do that, but it's a, it's definitely a good tool to have in your army, and it's definitely not a bad tide at all, unlike the previous uh, melee type, just like reroll ones to hit with nemesis weapons or something shit. <laughs> okay, so we'll, so we'll do the last section of the news, and then we'll get onto the, uh, onto the um, Build-A-Boss workshop, which we've all been prepping for this week. So there's a couple of changes in here. I'm just going to full monologue <laughs> because I, I feel it. Um, there's a few stratagems hitting here. I'm not particularly fussed about them. Some people have been particularly excited about Hammerhand. It's now re-rolled to wound in combat rather than uh, plus one to wound in combat. Everyone's saying that's ridiculous. I don't think that's a massive change up on the previous uh, section of Hammerhand. I don't think it matters that much. Uh, there's been some things released for Nemesis Dread Knights, the Greatsword specifically. Yeah, Greatsword looks good, but you need to see the points cost, I think, before I commit to buying that. I still think the shooting one has some play, especially when you're considering the psychic power earlier to get plus one to one with vehicles. Uh, now, there are a couple of massive changes here. I'm going to start with the biggest one because Astralame is currently the way you play Grey Knights. It is the pivot of the army. If you want to play Grey Knights, you play around Astrolane because it gives you something that no other army has in terms of you have access to the best signals line of sight shooting in the game and you have the ability to clear out the uh, buildings and jump into them with the uh, Edict, Gate and Astrolane combos whilst also using your cyber ammunition. This has now been removed. Um, so it has changed to a Psychic Power for Pigation Squad. So the now, way it now works is... Each of your Grey Knight squads gets a smite, it gets a specific power. So, for example, in Purgation squads, they get Astralane. And then they get to pick a power from their Brotherhood. So, whatever Brotherhood they're in, it looks like they pick that power up. 
So that power we were talking about for the sub-faction, you get that third power as well. So you're not picking a psychic power for each individual unit as you go along. Now, what Astralian now does, it allows you to reroll one hit roll. That's great on my 24-shot purgation squad. Fantastic. Thank you. And it allows you to ignore cover for benefit of that attack. That's okay, except for the fact that I'm deep striking anyway, and I'm minus one to hit because it's a heavy weapon. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter as much. Right? Reroll one hit. One hit. One hit roll. Terrible. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty shit. So losing that is utterly enormous for Grey Knights because it completely changes the way that you play the army. Because what you previously do is you build around Terminator Brick and the Paladin Brick, you walk it up the board, you make it really durable, and you shoot people up the way. And then if you can like knock that Paladin Brick down, great, you've done a great job. If you can't, then you're in trouble. Now you can't do that, you've got to find a completely different way of playing the army. And that sucks, uh, to be honest, especially after been waiting for two years to play this army and <laughs> how it's yeah. in lockdown for now. And then, oh, look, they've just removed it. Well, thank you, guys. That was really cool of you. But, I mean, to be fair, it's not their fault, really. It's fine. It's whatever. It's just kind of annoying. Um, I feel you, because they did that with the orcs. Like I was saying last yeah. week. Yeah. All the, I stuff mean, I've, all the stuff I'm sitting on, it's just irrelevant now. Yeah, you're uh, your burner voice. Your burner voice. They've got you. They've got me. They're going to get Scrivo next week. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's, it sucks. They, they can't get Hopefully... There's going to be a different way to play Grey Knights based on this book, but I don't trust that they specifically removed it so they could put power elsewhere to balance it out because I don't think they have the time to do that, especially when they're dropping two books in one week. Um, but we'll find something, and hopefully it's just as enjoyable. Yeah. So that should be good. Um, uh, uh, Scotchy, the astral, uh, change for astral aim hurts me, but deep down I feel like it gives more breathing room for balance and Grey Knight shooting overall, so that's something. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just one of those where... I feel like the thing that was making Astralane good is the combos that you were giving out of the Psychic Awakening. For example, Astralane was a thing since 2017, but you never saw it until 2020. Um, although I was planning on using it from like November 2019 to October 2019, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. The other thing that they changed is the Aegis. Now, if you look at the Aegis, what it means is uh, each time a model in this unit uh, would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, on a 5+, plus, you ignore it. So you've got a 5-plus DPR against mortal wounds, and you get plus 1 to deny the witch tests uh, taken um, for that unit, right? And on the face of it, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? Like, it's all right. It's 5-plus wound deny. The problem is, compared to what it used to be, it's dog shit. Um, so what it used to do is it gives you, it used to give you plus 1 to cast uh, yeah. for everyone. So it's gone from aggressive to defensive. Yeah, pretty much. Which is it's fine. It's not the end of the world, but it's just kind of annoying. And if if you're not building around lots of different units having psychic powers, because you can't select like here's Sanctuary on my strike squad, here's Astral Aim on my Pergs, you know what I mean? It's it's not as big of a deal. I don't know. I kind of went in a bit of a monologue there, so I'm gonna to come to you guys on your overall thoughts. Nick, what are your overall thoughts on those changes? Um, well, I'm not. I don't really know because I didn't. Like I said, I didn't. I've played them a few times. I didn't play them, so I didn't know the army all that well. Um, and like Scrivo said a few times, I think ultimately it really will depend on the full context of the book. Maybe it was felt that they needed to tone that down because other things got a buff. Maybe mm -hmm. there's some other ways to boost psychic. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, but. You know, five plus mortal wound save. You never know that might come good in the meta in the long run if mortal wounds become the fashion. 
um maybe it maybe it could be good in a team format tom um mm-hmm. yeah because uh like if there's an ar- if there's an army uh, and they bring oh this is specifically a mortal wound spam army uh, like uh, tri- triple satan or something like that maybe mm-hmm. gray knights play well into that as a defensive mm-hmm. army yeah and that's the thing but like one of the things that i really liked about gray knights was i was looking at it and i was saying well everyone just puts down tau and admech down as first defenders so they can pick a, pick a really light board what if I could put down a unit of second defender that could pick a really heavy board, like Grey Knights? Mm. <laughs> the reason why I thought Grey Knights are really good on heavy boards. Because it's now gone. It, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. It's fixed one problem in a way. Grey Knights are still good on those heavy boards. But like part, it, it's just a change for reasoning for it, right? I think you're absolutely right on that one. Um, they're still going to be good in team play, I think. Although we have to see the rest of the book, but my initial hunch is... It'd be good to play just because of their archetype. Scriver, what do you think? It gives me already the kind of the feeling that when we've looked at all the ninth edition books so far, if there's been any really kind of primary way that the book used to play, they then tone mm-hmm. that down or even negate it entirely and go, here's four other ways to play. They're not all as strong, but they're a way of playing it. So like even even to mm-hmm. some extent, Death God's got that where there's there's a couple of different ways to play them. That's probably the most mm-hmm. limiting, but that's what this makes me feel like they're trying to do at least. That it's not just here's Grey Knights and they're gonna play and they're gonna have all these same abilities, the same units. It's not gonna be this whole kind of like cookie cutter approach. That's that's my yeah. my knee jerk yeah. reaction to it at the moment. But at the same time, without seeing it, I don't know. But that's how it feels to me yeah. at the moment. That if if that was something that you were always relying on, that's what they're gonna take away first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wardoy in the chat, the fact that units are stuck with specific powers feels painful if they cast every power once is still applicable to them. Agreed. Although, mm. that power that was a 4 plus to take D3 or 3 mortal wounds, if you can spam that, yeah. that could be alright. Couldn't It might not be too bad. Uh, Camelot96, as a Custodes player, the Aegis in particular annoys me as it's our anti-mortal wound ability, but better. I mean, get some psychics, mate, and you'll be fine. You know, sort it uh, out. Sure, they'll get an improvement as well when their book comes out. Yeah. And Scotty, the uh, the change to Astral Aim hurts me, but uh, deep down I feel like it's with more breathing room for balancing green shooting overall. So that's something where you, we'll have to see how the rest of the codex works. So, uh, is it too early to see if it's Sin or Bengay? Uh, we d- we don't have those here. Um, Dream, but we don't have to have Sin or Bengay. They're all Sin guy. Okay, yeah. that's what we've seen from the last. Uh, so 70% win rate, so, right? That's what we're looking for. <laughs> Bengay had his time, which is the first six months of Night Edition, and now it's Sin guy's time to shine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although I feel like we might be back to Bengay again. We'll have to see. Uh, hopefully not all right i think after about 70 minutes of streaming that covers the news i'm sorry about that guys that was so entirely good. my fault yeah, so good uh, we'll, we'll get to the main fixture of today okay and i've been looking forward to this one because i've had a lot of fun customizing my beast boss on squiggosaur uh scribo you've been doing the death killer war trike uh, uh no, no, you've on been a bike the... i've gone forge rod i've gone you're for the out. i've gone for the cheese on hipster yeah man yeah you have and nikos which one have you been doing mate I've gone for the war boss in mega armor as my yeah. chosen champion for this boss fight. Nice. Oh my word. All right. I feel like uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a first on this one. And then after I've done that one, uh, we'll get the chat to vote for you guys. So you can be voting uh, throughout this next section if we're going to go for the Death Killer War Trek first for Scrivo or if we're going to go for Nikos's um, mega armored boss next. Okay, so I'll quickly blast through mine. So I've gone for the Beast Boss on Squiggasaur. If nothing, but because the Beast Boss's squig looks like it's got a square head, and I love it. Okay, big fan, big fan. He's very uh, square shark-like, isn't it? Big square shark-like, yeah. Proper ham. That's the real hammerhead. It's, it's baby shark. Baby shark. Uh, right, we're kicking Scribble from the call, but we can't because he's got all the tech. <laughs> uh, so... 
Based at Smash Quigasaur. Okay, he's got 10 wounds. Okay. Wounds 2 plus, uh, weapon skill 2 plus, 5 plus ballistic skill, strength 6, toughness 7. Yeah, this guy riding a big hopper squig is tougher than a plane if you're Drakari. Okay. Seems it's not me. bad. Not bad at all. Got 9 wounds, 5 attacks, leadership 8, and a 4 plus save. It's also got the dead tough, you know, special rule, yeah. which gives a 5 plus invulnerable save. It's also got thick hide, which gives it. Minus one damage taken to a minimum of one, sisters players. You could be quiet. Uh, and then it's finally got Beast Boss, which is a six-inch aura, which gives plus one to hit the Beast Snagger core and characters within six inches in melee. Okay. Now, this does apply to him, but obviously already hits on two, so he's just going through your minus one to hit. All right. Not too bad at all. Now, he's customized with a Slugger, so that's just a normal pistol, 12 inches, strength four, AP dash, damage one. And then he's also got a Beast Chopper, okay? which is strength user, so strength 6, AP minus 2, damage 2, and make one additional attack with his weapon every time you fight. And then finally, you've got the big jaws of the Hammerhead Squigger, which are the Squiggersaw's jaws, strength 7, AP minus 3, damage 3, and you make 3 additional attacks, and no more than 3 with this weapon each time you fight. And then unmodified 6 to wound, cause flat 3 mortal wounds, and the attack sequence ends. Now, it is AP minus 3, but when you're hitting things with vulnerable saves, that's not too bad, is it, really? Yeah. Is, that just, is that just the data slate rules you've just read out? Yeah. That's just the data slate rules, okay? Jesus. And now that's I'm getting like... customizing. Oh. That was as long as your Grey Knight monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. I, I, I said all I need to say on Twitter, to be honest. I'm still molding. That's fine. Uh, now, Warlord Traits. This is where uh, you can customize a little bit. There's a few different options you can take here. I was considering taking Half Chewed, because if we're going upon the premise that we're just going to be fighting all of our war bosses together, okay? How, what half Chewed does, it gives me a 4 plus DPR when in engagement range of a character or monster. But I'm not going to go for that, because I want to make this more useful, okay? Now, I could have gone for proper Killy, which is the Goth Warlord trait. Now, I still hate Goths, and I still think Goths are shit, okay? But in this context, I think Goths could be useful, alright? Just because that gives you one extra attack, so six attacks, and then an extra point of AP. So that'll make your Squiggersaw's Jaws AP minus four, wow. and it'd make your Beast Chopper AP minus three, okay? So that's not too bad at all. And then when you get the additional attack with the Beast Chopper, that'll give you seven attacks, okay? Uh, but I have gone for, instead, Arda's Nails. So rather Good than stacking... With, yep. Yes, I know, yeah. So rather than stacking with uh, all of the kind of damage that you're doing, I'm going to stack with my durability. So I've got toughness 7, that's in. I've got a 5 plus invulnerable save, that's in. I've got minus 1 damage, that's in. And what Arda's Nails does is it gives me minus 1 to wound. Ugh. Okay. And I've got 9 wounds. Alright. So I'm running around with this unkillable squig boy that none of you are going to touch. Okay, you can't catch me, boys. Not even Scrivo's stupid bike. Okay. Uh, now, I've also gone for Goths. Which is why I had a look at the Warlord trait. And the reason why I've gone for Goths is so I can proc additional hits with the Squigasaurus Jaws. Okay. So if I take uh, that, I get the trait No Mucking About. So six is to hit, cause one additional hit. Or I could use two CP to improve that to fives. So I could charge in, do all my attacks on the Beast Chopper, which is why I was considering going for proper kill with the extra attacks. So that's six attacks with the Beast Chopper. And then I get three attacks. With the uh, Squigasaurus Jaws and any six I roll become additional hits. 
It's pretty beefy. Uh, I also get uh, plus one strength if I charged or performed a heroic intervention. So that makes strength seven. Okay. Then plus two for weapons. So that'd make the beast chopper strength nine. And the squigasaur's jaws strength eight. It's pretty good. Not too bad. Now, I've decided to capitalize on both the damage and the durability with my relic. Okay. So I've gone for the beast hide mantle. Yes. So that gives me plus this. one attack. Yeah, I just keep taking all the bits from you guys. <laughs> I've got plus one attack, so even more attacks with my beast chopper. And I've got a five plus DPR to go alongside the other four rules I have making me durable. Oh, wow. I'm getting Check up to Ashmec levels weird. of buffs, Jeez. mate. Lots of buffs. Is Look that, at all. Five buffs. How, how is that four? Is that five resilient buffs, you say? So I've got five plus invulnerable save base. Uh, I included the toughness seven in that, so it's technically four. Minus one damage, minus one to wound, five plus DPR. Wow. And, and a lot of wounds. And nine wins. Armor save three up, four up. Unfortunately. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. If you had a, if you had a good armor save, I think that's like the the yeah surface thing. But I'll tell you yeah. what though, I can get some more durability Nikos. Mm. There is a stratagem in the York book for beast snaggers. Oh yeah. Called new models. Keyword new models. Yeah, sorry, new models. My, my mistake. The, the arse end of your horse, then, Nikos. Yeah. Um, it is called toughest squid hide, and it's two CP. And it's an actual transhuman physiology, not the bollocks that snake bites have. For beast snagger, sorry, new models, infantry, cavalry, and beasts, and monsters. Is there no toughness eight um, claws in there? There's no claws in there. Oh, no toughness eight claws in there. No transhuman. Claws. The only claws you're seeing, mate, are on the squig. Okay. <laughs> so that comes in at 145 points. If I wanted to, I could put a shitty gun on it, but my boy doesn't need any guns. It's going to run up and punch you in the head, mate. And you're going to do nothing about it. All right. Mm. That's mine. All right. Scrivo, Nikos, the chat don't appear to have a preference. So <laughs> raise your hand if you want to go first. Otherwise, I'm going to pick one of you. Oh, yes. We've got a volunteer. We've got a volunteer. Go on, Nick. What have you got for us, mate? Um, so I have a war boss in mega armor. Very good. Very so he good. doesn't have nearly as many base rules as out. the new models keyword. He doesn't have the new models keyword. <laughs> he doesn't. Although he is a new model, though. So maybe yeah. I'm not. Um, anyway, so he has mm. movement five, which is not as fast, okay. but weapon skill two, so uh, choppy. Blister skill five, but you don't care about that. Strength mm. six, toughness six, wound seven, five attacks. That's eight. not too bad on the wounds characteristic for a normal infantry yeah. dude, mate. Infantry, yeah. Mm. Uh, two up save, though, so that's pretty good. So very he's good, very good. Armor. Mm. He's got a huge chopper, which is... Uh, Plus three strength, so strength nine. So as nice. strong as your guy got. Yeah. Um, AP three and damage two, but no additional rules. So yeah. Damage two isn't great because there's a lot of minus one damage out there. I prefer damage three, but AP three is pretty good. He's got a lot I of... I tell you what, mate, that, that model is really cool, actually. I really like it that. It is a very cool model. That's good, yeah. Um, he has Here We Go and War special rules. He has Dead Tough as well, so he's got a base five plus invun. Uh, he has a grot grot runner on his big shooter, but I don't really care about that. It's like you get plus one to hit rolls, so you get five or three shots at strength five, AP zero, damage one. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Um, yeah. Then you have the the classic war boss armor, so core and characters within six plus one to hit. Mm -hmm. But that's where his rules end. He doesn't get minus one damage and all that. No, kind of flat three that, mortal yeah. wounds on. <laughs> None of that stuff. So I've gone for death skulls. Okay. So Death Skulls, uh, I really like it for uh, for orcs. 
Um, so you get to re-roll one hit or one wound roll when you're shoot when you're attacking. So I think that's pretty shooting good. Combat. Yeah. Um, you also get a five. You also get a new Grey Knight special rule. You get a five plus DPR against mortal wounds. So you get a Grey Knight. A, a G. I, I think we're referring to that one, Nikos, as the not custodies rule. Not custodies rule. <laughs> yes. Get, get that yes. Um, but then you also get infantry. Get obsec. So he becomes objective secure. Oh, that's cool. So it's, not only you don't want to walk near him, do you? Yeah. Not only is he a beat stick and he's quite resilient, he's taking that objective from you. Mm. Um. So I have gone for... Well, lost her, mate. What size is his base? Just before we uh, get into the... Uh... I think he's probably 50 or 60 mil so base. if you stick him on the middle of an objective, mm. you're not getting on that thing, mate. He's going to rock into beanie on you and beat your head. Yeah. It's pretty indeed. good. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, he ha- I've, got, I've also gone down the resilient route, same, same as Tom. I went for Arda's Nails as well. Mm, good that, choice. For that That's sweet, a Sweet, sweet cultured pick for the minus one to wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now for my for my relic, I there was two options I went for. I either thought about doing Dacrushian armor, which mm-hmm. gives you a four plus invun, so uh, better invun, and you get a plus one to your armor saving throws. So it's effectively a storm shield for him. And mm. you get like your charge mortal wound bonus, which is okay. But mm-hmm. I think I actually went for uh, the super cyborg body. Oh. Uh, infantry only, four plus invun. Oh, each good. time you allocate attack this model, half the damage characteristic. So you get a better, mm. disgustingly. Mate, thing. there are so many good relics in here. I mean, obviously, we know about to kill a claw, but you've got a bunch of really good, durable relics here. Like, Super Cyber Body's really good. I'm looking at the crushing armor. One up save on your guy, mate. Mm. Basically, ignoring yeah. minus one, but it's really, really good. And you get the four plus honorable save as well. Yeah. Mate, there's a lot of good defensive relics in here. Yeah. Yes, and uh, the Death Skull Stratagem is Wreckers, which gives you plus one to mm. wound for two CP. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. You get Veterans of the Long War-style stratagem for your Orcs. Mate, I that's going to mean you're necessary. wounding knights on twos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <No>. mate. <laughs> nice. Jamie's like damage isn't very high for killing knights, but... Uh, <laughs> yes, but you good. can. You can do it. You okay. can. That's he the main thing. <laughs> just, when he's he sitting around the table with all the other war bosses, he's like, I can wound knights on twos. Yep. Fair play. I like it, mate. You got any stratagems or anything like that you you, uh, you might be using on this guy? Or is, um, I mean, this, I tell you, really, is that, I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Another option I thought of for this guy is, um, obviously, it needs an FAQ, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't be Death Skulls, which is uh, really good for this guy. So you'd lose a lot, but you can make him a truck boy. So yeah. you can you could make him a custom oh, nice. uh, I don't know what I can't what it's called a custom culture Specialist make him mobs. a truck specialist mob yeah. you could just bang him in a truck on his own and just barrel him forward because the truck could move he could get out and then still charge I think oh that's cool so I really like that that's, that's awesome. a different option but then you're not getting the obsec and the reroll hit and wound and uh, a, a grey knight not custodies rule. Do you know what I think I'd do, mate? I think I'd run two. I'd run one as Gork and one as Mork. So the sneaky one sits at the back. Okay. And do this thing. And then the Gork one goes forward and just charges with truck boys. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I like it. I really like that one, mate. Good work. Uh, Scrivo, thank you very much for that, Nikos. Scrivo. <sighs> mine's, how looking, mine's not anywhere as exciting because there is a lot less oh. options if you're not playing with the new toys. Because <laughs> you went the edgy think, choice. Mate, it's just Forge World. So. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. he's got less options, yeah. but it's still a really cool pick, I think. As if, I've, if I'm building a list and I've got two detachments, I'll often... I've been building them with the Squigasaur in one list, in one of the detachments. But I also like having the the bike because 
mm. I have a real problem with liking orc war bikes a bit too much. So having a war boss <laughs> with them is kind of cool. So what I've done is I've made him snake bite. Um, okay. Given him straight off the bat, I've given him the uh, the warlord trait surly as a squigoth, which is basically like mm-hmm. he can't fight on death, but on a four up he gets back up with d3 wounds remaining. Mm. Within as close as possible for where he was destroyed, but not with an engagement range. So my my kind of idea is how I used to play him in eighth um, edition as well. It's like almost rocket him and stuff into something. If he dies on a four up, he comes back anyway. But also give him the <laughs> give him the killer claw so that he's just three damaging whatever he's hit. So the other option, mm. if I wasn't giving him the you use him as like a grenade unit. Yeah, just throw him in yeah. and then Explode. distraction card effects. And yeah. then if you don't give Classic. him the um, the the squigoth trait, the other one was there's uh, let me see what it's called. It's one of the there is speed freak specific traits was the the other option I was going with. Um, I think it's called road road something. God, I'm dreadful at this. Where are they hiding? Very fine. These books are not as easy to find things are they anymore? They never have been. <laughs> have they? Um, where is it? Road killer. So it's one of my favourite things to do with orc trucks is to there was the old stratagem ramming speed where you three d six charge and then you do mortal wounds on a two up. Having that but on the war boss, <laughs> it's just like why not? Let's do that. Just throw him at someone. Three mortal wounds on impact on a two up. It's kind of fun, right? And that normally yeah. can just if it's a unit of three tanky guys with invun shields and they're all three wound terminators, blade guard, whatever you know the kind of that archetype. That's one of them gone yeah. straight off the bat. So then when you mm. swing in, there's one less of them. So I like that as an approach, but I do feel like... Yeah, I, I, quite wish, I quite wish there was more of those kind of rules in uh, in 40k. Like, you know, like uh, AOS, the cal- they try to do different rules for cavalry. Yeah, oh gosh. Whereas I really think the cavalry rules should be when they charge, they do some more wounds. Yeah. So I quite like those kind of um, yeah. those rules. I wish there was a few more. For, for dealing with those units you just talked about, yeah. like the really resilient elite stuff that's mm. got really... High toughness armor save and invern and stuff. Because generally it mm. tends to be yeah. f- for 40k, it's on a two up, you do d3. Yeah. I would like it if mm. it was. Um, there is one example of a mechanic that's a little bit more exciting is you also got Bone Reaper's Cavalry. They roll a, d- they roll a, um, a d6 for every inch the charge is. So it's showing the mm-hmm. perpetual motion. And I like that as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. It be, it's, that feels very orcish as well, right? Like going for mm-hmm. a long bomb just because you know you're going to hit him as hard as possible. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much, Gunnar. Thanks so much, right. guys. It was really good. Uh, I think my favorite out of those ones, out of all three of ours, I think I'm going to say Nikos is my favorite. Just give her who is your favorite. Mine's the Squigasaur, but it's because I've got a massive, uh, massive okay. nerd boner for a giant big squig that you just can't <laughs> kill. It's like, just, I want that uh, model just so I can go, right, come deal with me. And the people are like, oh, no. I did get in there early on the WhatsApp chat, I think. I Nick, said, do you have a favourite? <laughs> Apart from me, Ryan, of course. But... Uh, well, I'll, I'll go for Scrivos then, because it's got edge. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. Thank you very much for that, guys. And thank you very much for hanging out. I've had a lot of fun, um, even if most of it was just ranting about how we're going to rant about how green that's a shit. That was fine. That was brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, I think next week we do have a special guest on. Uh, I've got a topic I want to cover there, so we'll let you know about that when, uh, when we've just fully confirmed it. Um, guys, is there anyone you want to particularly shout out to? Uh, thank you very much, obviously, for coming. Nikos, have you got anyone you want to shout out to? Mm, um, oh, well, obviously, give a shout out to Gozzy. Mm, uh, I'll give a shout out to... Uh, everyone I'll see at the weekend at the event. Yeah, I'll see. You. I should be good. It's my first run of Terry. 
Yeah. yeah, Jadosan has uh, already come up with Astral Shame. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm taking that one. Thank you very much. Stolen <laughs> well immediately. Uh, Scribble, thank you very much for coming on. I know That's, right. like, no, it's That's just, so cool. I do appreciate you coming on and sorting out all the tech for us and, uh, having, and chatting along with us about uh, 40k and all the bollocks that it entails. Have you got anyone you want to shout out to? I, uh, would, while you're, while you're I would like to shout out all the YouTube thugs because obviously they're all sat there. Nice. Whenever there's yeah. one of these lovely videos, they, they come in with some absolute sass and it's fast. Like every morning I'm there checking YouTube going, what are these? idiots going to be saying now and then i'm like oh they're not idiots they've said something really insightful i better make some notes <laughs> so shout out to them guys they're fucking hilarious every yeah, day if you watch on youtube cool. hello from a different timeline because oh. you're watching this not live yeah it'll be tomorrow so <laughs> hello from a different time perfect time yeah. I, I want to give a shout out to scrivo because scrivo has been back on that streaming game recently oh. and you can all follow him at at let me just make sure I spell it right. Oh, he's not in chat because he's on the honest wargame yeah. account. At Scrivo S C R one V O. If you want to go follow him, he's been doing artwork uh, live on stream, uh, 40k and AOS artwork. Give him a follow, give him a sub. Uh, he's been putting graft in, been doing really, really well. Thanks, uh, obviously, thanks to the chat, shout out to the chat and to all of the absolute legends and gangsters that sub uh, on Twitch and on Patreon and even sub on YouTube, even though we get no money from you, you know. We, uh, we appreciate that too. Thank you very much, guys. It was really good to see you all, and we'll see you next week.